Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope that they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode three of season three of This Osteopathic Life, the alignment of those numbers. And I had to actually pause and reflect and say, do I have both of those correct on the day? And today is a day of reflection, of expansion, of transition. And I'd like to share with you the story of my journey to and from Oregon, which we have covered in a lot of different ways and various details and the returns and the going home and where it all began. But it really goes back 10 years ago, almost to the day. And I was actually looking for some old photos that would have documented the moment back in 2011. So no surprise there. When I ventured for my first course in pediatric osteopathy from the biodynamic perspective philosophy with Dr. Jim Jealous. And I've mentioned him in previous episodes. I've shared with you that he is a classmate of my mentor, Dr. Richard Huff, who was the inspiration of the timing of the launch of the first episode back in February 2019, just after Dr. Huff died. And please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't and explore what he meant to me, meant to the practice of osteopathic medicine and so many that he trained and treated. And I'm here today following the recent and unexpected passing of Dr. Jim Jealous. And I can only imagine now the reunion that the two of them are having, sharing reflections on their time learning in Kirksville, the homeland, right, the birthplace of osteopathic medicine, and a site where they were both learners and teachers, roles that continued for both of them throughout their lives. Both entered into practice in 1971, one decade prior to my arrival on this earthly plane. And both took different trajectories. And I've shared with you in the past how externally the way in which they approached treatment seemed very, very different. But then once you were engaged in understanding of what it was they were doing and seeing and feeling and understanding and engaging with, it was united at its core in those key principles of osteopathy. And so it was a great pleasure and privilege to have the opportunity to have worked and learned with both of them. And so we'll venture back 10 years to my first journey to the Pediatric One course. And it had been recommended to me to explore biodynamics in this way of learning, in these courses in osteopathic medicine. And this was the first time the opportunity presented itself. And I took the journey west. And that was the first time I had been to Oregon 
intentionally, you know, and independently. I had been on some journeys through, you know, round trips through the country driving. But this is my first time heading there for this explicit purpose of being in Oregon in the space with Dr. Jealous and the students he was teaching. And it was so icy. We were staying at this retreat not too far from Portland. And it were these cabins in, it was very dark on arrival. And then this ice storm happened and it was nearly impossible to walk the maybe 200 meters from cabin to the central lodge where the teachings were taking place. And I remember arriving and the room was filled and the majority in the room were of the same age and generation of Dr. Jealous. And while this was meant to be PEDS 1, which would be seen as an introductory course, it turns out that the majority of these students had been together for decades, taking all of his courses. And so it very much felt like a reunion and it felt like a continuation of the multiple phases. That's the name with, with which the other biodynamics courses are given. And there was one other student who appeared to be my age. And actually, she was nearly exactly my age. Right? We were born in the same year, and we gravitated toward one another. And we were actually assigned to be roommates. And so it was that I met my first biodynamic osteopathic kindred soul. And we shared so much laughter and connection and wonder as we went through the writing and then heard the spoken teaching and went through the practicals. You know, it was this wonderful array of what is actually happening. (laughs) And it all didn't necessarily seem to line up in the way you might expect in a course where this is what it says on the paper and this is what's happening actually. But what we also realized was what was happening was exactly what was meant to be happening. We'd actually been welcomed into this space that was very much a reunion of those with many, many years of experience. And each time we gathered, it would evolve. And I would come to learn that that was the nature by which all courses that Dr. Jealous taught evolved. And absolutely, there was structure for function. And there were key and core principles, absolutely. But there was also this unique embracing of the moment, allowing whatever message was meant to come through to do so. And it was in that moment that I saw the door open to say, all these questions I've had and all these wonderings and possibilities I've seen for osteopathic medicine are indeed possible. It isn't just do this treatment and expect this result, right? It was an invitation to learn and to wonder and to explore and to honor the health. That had been a challenge for me, training in the modern medical system, even in osteopathic residencies, even in osteopathic residency that literally had osteopathic in the name of it. It didn't feel as congruent with what I understood from the readings, yes, of Dr. Still, the founder of osteopathic medicine, but also just understood, right, in my heart when I heard the tenets, when I saw the philosophy, and what came through, right, was this request, beckoning, imperative to stay with the health, not to go get it and bring it somewhere, not to place it within, but to stay with it because it's always present. And that's really what came through in that icy 
stormy February learning 10 years ago. And we returned to that retreat in June, very different, right? There were so many beautiful trees. There was no ice on the ground. And I actually did a lot of running on the trails. That's the first time I learned how to use RunKeeper, the app, thanks to that osteopathic kindred. And it was an entirely different experience, but also so many common moments. And those were some of the final times that I really enjoyed bread. And perhaps I'll bring to the podcast someday the story I told around my love affair with bread. But there were these little white loaves. And the food was all quite lovely at this retreat. But we would sit in the evenings after the course and we would break bread in front of the fire, reflect on the day and reflect on all the connections we found. And it was on the third return. So Peds had one, two and three as components that the location shifted and we were to be in Ashland, Oregon. And one of my colleagues from residency had been to a course here and said, oh, I think you'll love this town. I'm so excited you get to go. And I nearly didn't. And so this story I've told in different iterations, but it was also February. I were kind of on this rotation and this was one year later, right? So in 2012, I was scheduled to leave right after work and it was a classic or right? Midwest snowstorm. Maybe not so classic anymore, but 10 years ago, they were still happening and flights were being canceled. I was debating, you know, do I find a different site? Can I drive to Chicago and get out? And almost, these courses are usually three to four days in length. I'm thinking, well, I don't think I'm going to make the first day. Should I even go? But I decided, yes, yes, I would go, even if I was sacrificing the opening day of the course. And so I did. And it was laborious, right? So it was multiple flights going from one small airport to a larger airport to connect to another large airport to another small airport and getting a shuttle. And it was exhausting. And I arrived. And really, I was buoyed by the idea, right, of meeting up with my osteopathic kindred and of learning with this group of that sense of completion, right? It feels good to come around and we had one, two, and three. And so to actually complete the course with these people with whom I had begun it and to explore this town that had been recommended to me. And so I arrived in the dark and then returned in the morning into this beautiful hotel on the balcony. We were sharing hard-boiled eggs. And then that afternoon, upon conclusion of the course, I went for a run. And that was the run that would change the trajectory of mine and my family's life for many years to come. And so I went through town and I knew immediately we were going to live there. I called my husband on the course of the run and ended up running 11 miles because 11. And I remember the rest of that journey. I went to a movie by myself, which I don't know if I'd ever done that before. It was Silver Linings Playbook. I loved it. I went to sushi right next door. I saw signs and windows for a CrossFit gym in town, foreshadowing, um, which would come to be a, a space I would own and participate in in years to come. And so I returned home, having completed the course, and that seed was planted, right? And then it would transpire that over the course of the next 18 to 24 months, the opportunity arose, you know, a clinical invitation came across my desk, right? The universe saying, here you are, let's go to this place that you had found. And in the process, we made our move to Ashen. And now I was not only sharing an orbit 
right, with Dr. Jealous in his teachings, and it truly is in orbit because he has an influence of osteopathic physicians in the United States and osteopaths all around the world who would gather in these spaces, and particularly in Ashland. And in moving there, there was a sense in town when one of his courses was happening, and it was fairly frequent, I would say at least once monthly, most months of the year. And you would see right this influx of individuals from around the world with the sense of wonder and the energy that comes with attending these courses. And so I participated in some of the phases, and how could I not when they were just down the road? And interestingly, I had some of my classmates from training back in Michigan come and join me and how to have those worlds intertwine. And then I had the opportunity to take Anatomy 101, which was a very different investigation of anatomy through the biodynamics lens. And it was there that I met a second osteopathic kindred or soul brother, as it were. And just as automatic connections, you know, being seen, of sharing this unique experience, of engaging in treatment in a way that we really hadn't in any other setting. And I had the opportunity there to stay with a good friend from high school and just seeing all these mappings, right? This web being woven of all the relationships and experiences around the health in this concept of teaching and learning. There was a second version of that course and it was there that this aha moment arose. And interestingly, but not surprisingly, it wasn't in Dr. Jealous's own words that this profound experience happened, but it was actually the words of that osteopathic kindred. And as he shared, right, that our role as osteopaths was to be with the patients just as they were, with opportunity for everything and nothing to change. And Dr. Jealous reflected that that was the best definition of osteopathy he had heard. And it was those words that inspired the piece of art, the chalk drawing. And if you're ever on this osteopathiclife.com, it is the icon in the corner. And I'm inspired to make it more seen, right? Larger in the perspective there of this visual, of this beauty, of this color of osteopathy. And what was so profound for me beyond the words was in that moment, this master teacher with students gathered from all across the globe deferred and rather elevated the words of another because he recognized the message spoken and whatever the source was to be heeded. And there again was another turning point in saying there is opportunity for all of us here to speak and be heard, to see and to be seen, right? To treat and to be treated, to heal and to be healed, and for all of us to be united in health. And there were some tangents in between there. And actually, I skipped a bit of the time, but we'll put them in as they emerge. One was returning to learning with that first osteopathic kindred in Switzerland at the Swiss Osteopathic Center for Children with Werner Ben Camp, who is this enigma and speaks all the languages and embodies osteopathy in so many amazing ways. And I went when my daughter, my third born, was just three months old and my sister met me 
And it was amazing. And we would treat in collective, whole families, multiple families at once. It was in this amazing, classic chalet town. This was a place where I didn't have bread, surprisingly. (laughs) I had just really in the year no longer had bread and recognized that if I could right, survive and thrive without bread in Switzerland, right, with these beautiful croissants and whatnot, I was pretty good, right? I had moved on from that space. And this was meant to be a multiple time per year, multiple year endeavor. And it wasn't in the cards for me at that time. Although, as we had the kindred did return each and every time. Amazing. And perhaps, right, it can be in the future when travel again becomes available to us. So this connection from Dr. Jealous took me there. And it showed me this collective model of engagement. And as I returned to the U.S., I met with Dr. Jealous and actually was introduced to osteopaths from Germany who also treated in this model and recognized that there were likely some unique challenges in the United States because osteopaths are physicians, right? And some of the policies, procedures, laws, expectations, liabilities are different, right? And we can see where there's opportunity because we're bringing osteopathic medicine into the practice of medicine as a whole and perhaps some limitations because around the world, when osteopaths are not physicians, they have a little more freedom and room in which they can engage. And so I was intrigued, right? And I perhaps was frustrated for some time to think that was off limits, right? This beautiful way of engaging in the collective and the power of gathering both osteopaths and people together to be treated was restricted in ways. But it was to be deferred. It wasn't a forever restriction. I also had the opportunity to again gather with non-U.S. osteopaths in Hawaii, in Maui. And I've had some different reflections on this, both in writing and in the podcast. And it was there that I met my third osteopathic kindred. And so the greatest gift I've had from Dr. Jealous is the opportunity for connection, for connection to myself, for connection to the health, for connection to the global community in osteopathy, and connection, most pointedly, to these three individuals with whom I share a likeness and a curiosity and a wonder and a possibility unlike any other I have experienced. And so it was here that truly the depths of what osteopathy could mean really was sunken in. And we heard the teachings both in German and in English very graciously, as we were the only two U.S. citizens present, and the rest were there from Germany, and also could have understood it in English as well, but with graciousness the teacher, Tom Esser, spoke to us in both languages. And so fascinating to hear the words spoken in German first, and you could know what was being said. And I say no, again, in that heart knowing. I didn't know exactly all the words, but the essence always came through. And there it was shown to me that there was no language limitation. The osteopathy transcended the language into the experience of it. And while yes, words are important and they help us with teaching and explanation and connection to patients, it really is the being present, the being of the treatment, and the being of the practice 
of osteopathic medicine. And so all of these have come together and they bring me to where I am now. I think of these 10 years and the learning and my final interaction, not knowingly at the time, with Dr. Jealous was meeting that original osteopathic kindred as she concluded phase nine. So she has some staying power, right? She went to peds one through three. She went to all the courses in Switzerland and then she completed phases one through nine, which takes place over the course of usually five or six years. And I met her for that final day. And I saw Dr. Jealous and greeted him and thanked him for his work. And we planned to connect back in that right, geographic footprint. And he was teaching the phases sequentially, although for different groups over the course of the next year. And that was in you know, the 2019 to 2020 realm. But I was traveling quite a bit for the Osteopathic Health Policy Fellowship. And then in-person courses were halted, secondary to COVID. And so it was that my chapter of in-person learning in biodynamics with Dr. Jealous was paused there. And his work continues on. It has been archived extensively. And he has even more recent writings on his website. And he has many students who have themselves become teachers. And so the learning continues. And his teaching continues and expands. And I recognize the influence on the world and send so much gratitude, love, and light to his family who so graciously shared him and his wisdom and his love with the world. And I recognize that the loss there is profound. And I share that heart space of what it means to lose a father. And I can't imagine right, a father with such a big presence and so much love and kindness and care and influence in the nuclear family and on this amazing, extensive global family. And so here we are. And what does this mean for the future of osteopathy? To me, it means so much hope and opportunity. We are called to listen. We are called to wait. And we are called to notice. As I reflected on the most recent writing on his website, comes back to the original words, finding the health. This is from January 2021. And in this middle paragraph, there is a call to action, but a call to gentle, neutral, wondrous, curious action. Find the health. Anyone can find disease is the direction that the master osteopath, Dr. Stills, plainly spoke. It could be mistakenly rewritten in our comprehension as bring out the health in the patient or make the patient healthy. No, he was clear. Find the health. And in teaching osteopathy, this is where one begins as one relates to the patient, not to the lesion or the chief complaint. It is not an obvious social endearment. And I shared this with students on the day of Dr. Jealous's passing. And it was so fascinating to hear their reflection and a sense of relief in a way 
that there is some passivity here, that there is an invitation to just notice and observe and wait. And we could take just out of there, right? Those modifying words can seem like they're diminishing what we're doing. But the power in listening, in knowing with a capital N, but a deep sense of understanding, of caring, of observing, of waiting, and that we aren't hunting for something and we're not fixing something and we're not replacing it. We're seeing what it is that is and always has been there. And we can honor it and we can allow it to be and do whatever it is meant to be and do. I'll continue on with the reading that is here. The first step in realizing this beauty is to believe that this is a truth in each of us. Some have a natural instinct that this is true, but a deeper reality than they can ever expect to experience. I began practice in 1971, and from my first day, I knew this must be true. There was this health present in the patient, even though there was no sensory awareness of it for me. I completely embraced the idea. Could I feel it? No but I sincerely embraced the idea as I studied basic sciences at Kirksville College, especially embryology, and realized the truth behind life. Science was only a mirror reflecting some deeply moving cause that no one responds to from a subconscious breathing sense of self. The majesty was there in an as yet undefined place. This was not a belief, but a knowing. We are born with this. If you do not feel it, acknowledge it in formlessness and wait. Waiting is a doorway. As I shared with you, so many doorways have opened since I have begun this course of study, engaged with this community. And what I offer to you that I've offered throughout the course of this podcast is that the osteopathic principles are not just for DOs. We may be stewards of them. We may help share them. We may bring them forth in a certain way, but it really is about the health, right? And the health is present in all. The health is ever available. And what if we all come to that space where we are simply, there's those modifiers again, acknowledging health, being with it, allowing it to be, allowing ourselves to be, of listening for it, as I engaged with the students this week, we went through and saw the ways in which we often assess and evaluate can be dysfunction, lesion-driven. And there can be merit to that, as I shared with you. My son had a very significant injury. And there are absolutely times right, when we see that there is dysfunction and there's correction of it. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity and the evolution and advances in modern medicine to restore right, the alignment and the connection of that femur and the capacity to see health even within that. Yesterday, I returned to the ski hills, the final day of lessons for my younger two, and I skied a bit as I connected in with that third osteopathic kindred as she prepared for a group treatment and we both reflected on this week 
in the power of the transition. But as I was there, I thought about right, that original injury for my son. And I thought first, how painful that must be, right? The degree of the injury, the force that it takes to fracture your femur. You know, I just thought, wow, like he must have been in so much pain. And I remember that moment when they unzipped you know, the bag to communicate for the first time and also how calm he was. And certainly there's adrenaline, there are shock factors at play. But at the same time, what I also saw was there is still health. So there was definitely injury and concern and health. So finding the health in that moment was still the call to action. It can happen alongside the correction of this derangement, of this literal fracture of his leg. But that power to see the health as well and to do so during this rehabilitation process. It's so easy, right, to notice. You can see the atrophy of the muscles on that leg, which makes sense. He's not able to use it in a normal way. And so certain muscles, they decrease in size. And to also see the health emanate within that. So these lessons are offered to us in so many ways. And tuning into the health within, seeing it, reflected in others and noticing how we can partner different ways of being and knowing with this, right? So osteopathy is not an omission of all other practices in medicine. It is an embrace of the health within, between, among that which we are doing. And so today and evermore, I extend so much gratitude to Dr. Jealous, to Dr. Huff, to those who really brought forth in their work those core tenets and trusted themselves enough to lean into them in the way that made sense to them, in the way that truth was spoken in their hearts and extended it to countless patients and students over decades of practice. And I have so much gratitude for the opportunity to be part of this community, to have these different mediums to share it with all of you through the podcast, through programs, through practice, and whatever else arises as I'm guided to be with this work. And work seems like it could be a limiting word but I'll embrace it as it comes through because it is an engagement. It does take energy, but it also gives energy. It's forming something, right? It's building. It's also creating a structure in which we can live. And so I inhale and I exhale and I stay committed. I'm reaffirmed in finding the health. Thank you all for your time, for your attention. I do encourage you to visit Dr. Jealous's website and review his teachings. And to my osteopathic community, which is all of you, and those learners in biodynamics, I send much love and light. And to the family of Dr. Jealous, 
so much gratitude for your generosity all these years in sharing the love and the wisdom. And may you be held in the embrace of all of us in taking to task the work, the wisdom, and the opportunity to stay with the health. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.